Also, just a quick heads up, there is use of foul language in this podcast, which might not be suitable for school-age children. Now, let's get started with the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Unsealed Lips. This podcast is hosted by Laura Yesayan Paloma. We are three high school friends from East LA and have now graduated from college. We are sharing our stories in the hopes of inspiring other women alike. So for this episode, we're going to dive in into our first year of college experience and how it was. Um, each of us went to different colleges and we all had different uh, first year college experience. Uh, there, Yeah, so a lot of some crying, some <laughs> just uh, shocked to how hard college can be. <laughs> it's not as beautiful as they make it to seem like we're not just gonna walk in there and ace every exam per se Mm -hmm. but uh, let's go ahead and dive into it and who wants to go first yes I am (laughs) thank you for volunteering (laughs) um so I decided to go all the way to the East Coast. (laughs) I really wanted to get away from home, family stuff, you know. Um, I really wanted to become my own person, so I decided to go to Dickinson in Pennsylvania. And I was really excited, and I was ready to learn and be away from home and discover who I was, and my classes that first semester were pretty good. I had, like, an interesting first-year seminar, and all of the other courses um, were on track with whatever it is that I needed to complete, and it was a lot of meeting new people. I went to a private school, small liberal arts school, um, like 2,500 students, and a lot of them were very privileged, came from private schools, um, wealthy families, had traveled the world, learn, uh, have learned uh, multiple languages, um, have really nice fancy cars. Um, I think the biggest adjustments was just interacting with individuals that didn't have the same experiences as me as growing up that had a lot more to like fall back on um so I think that was really tough but financially like I was given a really good award so I didn't have to worry much about that um but she didn't get so a that refund was really good I didn't get a refund the whole thing that was so, was so weird with me and Laura, like, wait, you don't get a refund, but go on. <laughs> yeah. And what was your major? Also, like, uh, what led you to choose your major? Like, what was your major first year? Did you change it later on? No, I went in knowing I wanted to do psychology, and I stuck to it. Um, I... I had other interests, like I was interested interested in philosophy, sociology, religion. Um, ended up choosing a health study certificate to go along with my bachelor's degree. Um, 
I I had moments where I wanted to be ambitious and double major and like double minor or whatever, but I had way too many interests and I wanted to take an opportunity to take as many classes as I could at different departments without having to feel tied down. And I'm happy with that decision. I got to take classes in all kinds of departments, in sociology and philosophy and um, in international business, um, English. So I really just let my thirst for knowledge drive my decisions while I was college. I got to study abroad, which was amazing, an amazing opportunity, and I would highly recommend it. I'm trying to think of struggles. Um, well, just... how, how did you navigate the resources that you had there? Like, did you go into college and, like, say, like, did you go into college prepared? Were you, like, mm-hmm. I know what to do, like, I know how to study, like, how were your grades like how did you navigate the the resources that were provided in your school it was a lot of asking for help and finding friends that were in a similar situation as me like finding first gens uh finding friends that were also trying to figure out how we translate our public education to assist us in this private education. It was really tough in that sense. Um, When I struggled with a class, like I needed to take advantage of office hours. I needed to go talk to the professor. Um, Even if it was out of my comfort zone, like I needed to do that in order to advocate for myself and show that I wasn't going to slip through the cracks, um, that I am, I am paying for this education and I have as much right as anybody else to get, get help from as many resources. Um, Did you ever doubt yourself? There were moments where I doubted myself. There were struggles of like, wow, I don't think I'm going to do really well in this course or this project is really challenging because it's really out of my comfort zone. Like I had a presentation that I needed to speak for 45 minutes and I felt so unprepared and I felt like I didn't know how to navigate it in a way that I would feel confident in the quality of that work. So there were moments where I really needed to like explain, like, I just don't feel comfortable. Like I need more time or, uh, I apologize, but I, I need to get help. Um, Mm -hmm. I did have though a moment my first year, um, in Morgan Field, like I was, I love studying outside when the sun was out. So I studied in this like red um, chair and I like 
have a really great moment of like, wow, like I am here, like, like I'm really in college, a couple thousand miles away from home, alone, no, like without any family, but like, I'm going to do this, like, I'm going to put the effort and the energy and the time into it and like, get the grades that I need and like really learn and live as much as I and experience as much as I could as a college student. And I think that for me was the source of strength to carry on with me or to even start my college journey. And were you able to call your parents and share your like your struggles with them like were they receptive mm-hmm. and nah. like <laughs> were they were they able to provide feedback like how yeah. was that like how was uh, your family support uh, during your first year in college the support that i g- obtained from my family was like yes go far away like it's okay if you're that far away like we'll you'll come visit over vacation like, they should provide support and love um, despite the long distance. I personally didn't really call home as much as I should have. And that was just because I needed my space to really grow and give myself enough time to transition into this new space and environment. And I know that if I was going to be calling home, like, I wouldn't be able to, like, accept the new opportunities. Like, I didn't want to be homesick. So I didn't call home. But the times I did, I call home. Like, I would get updated on what was going on. But I, throughout college and even till today, like, there are moments where I feel like I can't talk to my parents about certain things because they don't, they wouldn't understand to the same level of, like, they don't have the same experience, like, uh, like, like, when I was applying to jobs, like, they didn't understand why are you writing a letter, like, (laughs) just, like, (laughs) like, just send your, like, like, the application is, like, well, the application is both a resume and a cover letter, a cover letter is, like, a one-page essay where you, like, need to explain yourself why you're qualified like you didn't understand like mm-hmm. why it wasn't just a piece of paper where you put your name and your like job history and like some phone numbers so that they could call people like so it's it's I feel like going to college and being so far away from home has created barriers with my family and our communication styles and I've missed a lot but it's also allowed me to like be my own person away from family um, and see them in a different way because of that and in a good way like I'm able to see my parents grow and like see how they do live without me having to be there in person I think that was really good. <laughs> that was really good. I think that was, that was it. Yeah. Okay, then. Uh, so is there anything else that you want to tell our audience? Like any uh, last remarks or like any tips for those who might be um, 
for those who might be entering college sometime soon. No, well, <laughs> I guess my advice would be that wherever you and wherever you choose to go, like know that you are qualified, like you were accepted for a reason, like you deserve to be there. But know that you need to put the energy and time into reaching out, seeking help, using your resources, and really being intentional in how 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 seriously you take your academics, like because that'll speak volumes, and it'll allow you to also graduate on time, which is very important. Yeah. <laughs> so now Paloma's going to go ahead and share her first year college experience. Take it away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm Paloma, as you just heard. I went to UC Santa Cruz, so I stayed in California. I wanted to go ahead and go far as well. Um, so Laura will tell you what school she went to, and then Yesenia already told us she went to a school in Pennsylvania, Dickinson, and I always knew. My mom was like, you should stay closer to home. You should go to community college in ELAC first and then transfer to a four-year and ELAC? stuff. Huh? Um, East Los Angeles Community College. So community college first and then from there go ahead and transfer to a four-year university or even what's the use. Like She didn't even understand what's the use of getting a four-year university degree. And so first of all, it was a, it was difficult to even, you know, like get into that. But I knew what I had to do. <laughs> Thanks to Gear Up, I knew about all the different universities available to me and all the things I needed to do in order to get up was this program that goes ahead and assists youth, um, what is it, from underserved communities to go ahead and aspire to re, um, achieving a higher education. So going ahead and getting that college degree or going to college or so forth, um, so on and so forth. Um, so I knew I wanted to get out. I was like, mm -mm. I'm used to already our LA perspective. Like I need something different. As much as I love you guys, I'm like, it's time for Paloma to, you know, goodbye. <laughs> so Paloma bought her ass, I mean, bought her butt to, um, Santa Cruz. Um, my first year experience, uh, it was interesting because East, I'm from East, we're from East Los Angeles. East Los Angeles is like 95% or something along those lines, Hispanic, Latino. So my first year, I had I was dorming, obviously. I had a half Asian, half white, and then a half Mexican, half white roommate. So they were both happies, and they were able to be, you know, how do I put this, like, um, feel together because they were both happies. And that's really great and stuff like that. But I didn't have my own community. So I also learned that, you know, just because you're Latino doesn't mean I was going to get along with you. But then you also learn that aside, you know, there was different, I was in, you know, I had different intersections. I was a woman. I was a Latina woman. I was also a woman that came of my background. So the thing is, is that you also become aware, well, at least I became aware of just how poor I was. Like, my mom always told me I was poor and I knew I was poor. But then I realized going to college how poor I really was. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I, I was like, because. If you guys need to know, like, my, I had Medi-Cal growing up. We got food stamps. You know, my mom worked a full-time job, so don't think we were lazy. Uh-uh, don't be coming at me when we lazy kind of bullshit, okay? My mom worked a full-time, 40-hour job. She still took care of us. She still made sure, that, you know, everything. But the thing is, is that the reality is my mom only has a third-grade education. If you come from this sort of background with only one parent, you don't make enough on minimum wage in order to go ahead and support a family. So... If you want to get in that, I got you. I got, I'm, mm -mm. But I also learned that 
other people could be, let's say, Hispanic, and they could say they're from L.A., but then they're from a different part of L.A., and y'all ain't from the same hood, and then they have different views, whatever. So I also learned that I can't write. So apparently, people like listening to me, and apparently, I write the way I speak, and apparently, when you write, you ain't supposed to write the way you speak. <laughs> You're supposed to sound <laughs> academic. <laughs> and I'm like, what you mean? You know, because, like, I use my big words, obviously, but the thing is, is that it sounds conversational still. And they're like, oh, that's really great or whatever, but you need to go ahead and make it not sound conversational. But that's what I was good at. But whatever. So I also learned I couldn't write. And so my first year... I was having struggling because I was a po I'm a politics major. I graduated politics. I was you know I was gonna do politics. Well, I was you know I wanted to be a teacher, but then my teacher told me you don't major in education. You major in whatever subject you want to teach, and then from there you get your master's in education. I was like, oh for real? He's like, yeah. I'm like, ooh okay. So I was interested in being a government teacher, <laughs> history teacher, and so I tried to do history. History are like the English majors, you know, because they they're so anal about like grammar and stuff. I realized. Um, but I decided they didn't want they wanted to spice things up and do history instead of English. Whatever. Um, so they didn't like my writing. <laughs> and so I barely passed those classes. And then politics was right for me. Because it's people with the ideas but just didn't know how to write them down. <laughs> you know, and that's the point is learning how to write them down. So that's what I went ahead and did. I failed my first politics class I took. Um, how was that? <laughs> that was... Okay, like I said, I'm a shitty writer. So in this class, it wasn't that I didn't understand the information. Obviously, Paloma, like, I talk a lot, but I also listen a lot, okay? I listened. I went to class. <laughs> it was in 9.30 o'clock in the morning class. I realized you can't do... Okay, maybe you are that person who could do 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., but I, I thought I was a morning person until I went to college and made my own schedule, made my own... You know, I gained more than freshman 15. I did, like, freshman 20. Like... I learned a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, and one Paloma, of them was... That, uh, Paloma hardly went to class. Let me just tell you that. Even why. first year. Even, even my first year. Like, yeah. you expect first year to be, like, you know, I'm going to go to class. I'm going to uh, ace this. <laughs> I got this. Wow. But Paloma... <laughs> but that's such a big adjustment that, like, people don't talk about. Like, oh, yeah. Our parents yeah. weren't able to educate us. Like, Discipline. your class time isn't going to be eight two three like you yeah. get to create your own schedule you're only in class maybe for like a An total hour. of four hours and the rest is like you self-teaching yourself and like mm -hmm. doing readings to prepare for those classes like that's exactly. an adjustment exactly okay and so paloma you know that was an adjustment for me, as you can hear. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you what. One thing I did learn my first year is that I always bought the stupid books. Because they're like, oh, you need the books. They're so important to you. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. Because they don't buy your books for you. You have to buy them yourself. So mom, they put them on reserve in the library. So when the professor tells you, oh, they're on reserve on the library, is that you can go ahead and get it for like two, three hours or whatever. Or what happens is that if it isn't, then it's just open for you to go ahead and check out. And they have like four different copies of each book, you know. And the thing is that I realized is that even though there's a bajillion classes going on, rarely is there two or three classes using the same book at once. So just go to the library. Just check it out. You know, like, don't spend your... Well, like, if you... Maybe you are that person who absolutely needs it. Maybe you're a science major. I think Laura might have absolutely needed it. But for a person like Paloma who majored in politics and all you had to do was read, I don't know, Plato or something, like, just read it. 
just be done with it. I didn't read it anyways, but you know, I'm just saying what I learned was you don't really okay. Another thing I learned. <laughs> so at the UC is that you get these auditorium sized classes and then you get section. And so in section mm-hmm. is that you have a class of about 20, 25 students, and then there's a TA. Well, it depends on actually what time you put your section. Because you can have a section at 8 a.m., and those have, like, maybe 10 students. <laughs> then you have a section that's, like, in the middle of the day, and then that's when those are full. Whatever. Um, what Paloma learned on those is that if you just sit down and you listen to the people, because, you know, the people who do the readings like talking. <laughs> and stuff so if you just listen to the people in the beginning who did the readings and they're like so i totally understood this author and they were speaking to me when he said this this and that and then the other person's like you know what i had the same thing but i liked this quote and this quote better and you're like oh for real that's what this author said you know that was paloma i'm like okay and then from there because you think a section you get points for this okay because people like skipping section i like section why because that's when i got to understand what the readings were about <laughs> and so once i heard everybody who did the readings and gave their opinions and got their points paloma was like you know i like because i had a listen i told you i'm actually a listener now you understand why okay after i listened to them and i understood the gist of what was going on i'm like i think i agree with her decision like that quote of this this and that reaches out to me because of this this and this though you know like i got my fucking high college section points and i did the readings technically at the same time shoot so if you want to go ahead and do that that's a bad thing to do but if you trust yourself i'm one of those people i trust myself to be able to do it i graduated didn't i like i have a i had a 3.01 okay not the best you know gpa but you know what it was still 3.0 so suck it okay um yep so honestly if you if you trust in yourself go ahead and do it but if you're one of those people who are really meticulous and stuff then yeah go ahead go go, go buy your books <laughs> but if you're not then do but what about did. like amazon prime or like okay i did books? i did all these other shits okay i did amazon i did all like obviously i told you guys i'm broke I'm cheap. I don't come from a family of resources. So when somebody says, oh, it's so cheap, it's only $20, I'm like, oh, yeah, only $20, right? Because <laughs> I have $20 flying out of my asshole every time I take a shit. <laughs> like, well, no, because, like, the thing is, is, like, I realized how, like, I hated that in college. It was, like, when people would just be like, oh, that's so cheap, it's only $20. i am like, I know, it's only 20 You know, in my head, I'm like, that's what I thought, you know, because yeah. $20 is $20 to me. Even though I got a refund, I'm like, this thing needs to last me all this time. And then I would go for the three months because um, it was a quarter system. So you get, you know, technically it was a refund. So what a refund is, also what I learned about financial aid, I was a full financial aid student. And people are like, oh, you got to pay to go to school, yada, yada, yada. You know, they look down at you and shit. I'm 27 grand in debt, okay? I didn't get paid to go to school. Um, what you do is you get a financial aid package. Um, what is it? Laura got a different. She'll explain to you maybe later. Um, and so I was on a Cal grant and then just a normal grant and shit. And so the thing is, is that I still had to take out loans. That's what people don't understand. It's not enough to go ahead and suffice for your year in college. You still have to take out loans. And mm-hmm. so, um, they also make it in the four years that your first year, cause you're most likely to drop out your first year of college is that they give you a comfy package or one that you don't technically need to take out loans if you want to live on top ramen and shit. Then, yeah, 
your first year at least in Santa Cruz is that it was completely covered. Then your second year is that they gave you less of your financial aid and grants and they gave you more loans. And little by little, as your years went on, are you going to go ahead and what is it, drop out in your senior year? <laughs> you know, because it's like, oh, that's in a complete package. Like, shit, I'm taking out like half of this shit in loans, you know? Like, are you going to drop out then? No, you're not. You're like, I'm, I'm one year away from getting my degree. Shit, I'm not dropping out now. So that's what they do is that your final year that you get a lot more loans than you did grants. So, I learned that shit the hard way. <laughs> and then I also had, what is it, um, when I was there, my first year room, um, what is it, is that they had this thing that the most common room then was the double, but then after my freshman year, it became a triple, because housing is going to be super expensive. You're going to be like, the fuck? And then they high call it, there's going to be a dining hall and the housing package, and you have to get a meal plan, at least in Santa Cruz, you have to get a meal plan if you're living on campus. And the thing is, it's like, that's how you're going to get most of your weight. You think I'm lying to you? Like, bitch, you just don't have a filter on your mouth. You probably just, you know, went to the dining hall and consumed like a vacuum. And I'm like, true. I ain't going to lie. True. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it's real hard. Um, and that's just expensive, too. And um, I didn't go to the gym. I chose to. <laughs> so, UC Santa Cruz has 10 colleges. It's kind of like... Um, Describe the landscape. Oh, that's all. okay. So it's a, yeah. you're in the forest and stuff. And the thing is, is there's ten colleges inside of the university. It's kind of like Hogwarts. You know, there's four houses, but they're not. You know, one thing on their own. They all make up Hogwarts. So it's the same thing in UC Santa Cruz. There's ten colleges, but they all make up UC Santa Cruz. So I was part of Stevenson College, and it was one of the colleges closest to the gym. I chose this. On purpose. <laughs> it was on purpose I did this, okay? Because I was like, oh, when I go to college, I'll finally, you know, choose what I want to eat. Because, like, obviously, it's an all-you-can-eat buffet. I knew I was going to get the, you know, the um, dining hall thing. And I was like, obviously, I'm going to choose the healthier options. I'm going to start going to the gym. I'm, You know, I actually had these views, believe it or not. I was naive. <sighs> and so, I get there. And then, I don't know. I saw skinny bitches eating fries and stuff. <laughs> and they didn't gain weight. Like, my roommate came. Like, she was skinny and pretty and everything like that. And we'd be going to the dining hall. And that bitch used to eat more than me. And she was still skinny and pretty. <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> so, Paloma thought she could do the same thing. Paloma can't. <laughs> can't. I don't know how people do that. And I went to the gym that one first year. Only once. It was free. I don't know why, I just did it. And then there's also this whole weed thing, you know, like at Santa Cruz, like, okay, our cross streets, one of our streets is High Street, okay? And there's this thing about being little hippies and shit like that. So people used to smoke so damn much. Um, I never realized this, I don't know why, but weed smells a lot like raccoon, apparently, you know? But it always smelled like a raccoon slash weed <laughs> up on my campus. And, you know, the thing is, like, people will go ahead and offer you and stuff like that. And I'm not saying just because, you you know, you smoke weed or you do drugs that you're a bad person or anything like that. But the thing is, is, like, where I grew up from is if you did drugs, it's like you weren't going to really, like, at least that's what my mom always said, you weren't going to amount to much. You know, it was always this fear, like, I didn't want to go ahead and do it because I had, you know, views on my life like I wanted to go ahead and get out of this hood Paloma wanted to make money in her life but like a different kind of money you know like money with like with my degree in place <laughs> and stuff like that 
And so, like, I don't know, it was always kind of, like, at least for my family, it was, like, viewed down upon, like, if you do drugs, you will never amount to anything in life. That's what it always equal to. And, like, that's the way I was raised. And so, when I got to college, and I see all these smart-ass people with fucking physics degree, I mean, like, you know, study for physics and mathematics and all this other shit, and they're taking, like, acid and, like, uh, shrooms and, you know, all these other, like, sick drugs. And I'm like, oh. How fuck you do that? How you go class? The fuck? You know? And they're like, we talking about like how they taking that shit and then they go to class and on it. And they're like, yeah, it's so trippy. You know? And they're like, right there like, oh my God. And yeah. just, they're like, oh my God. You know how you, and um, so I learned that <laughs> people are going to be doing drugs and I'm just saying I didn't do it, believe it or not. I smoked weed twice. <laughs> once my third year and once my fifth year because i okay so the whole thing about staying on track i didn't i had to stay like a fifth year fifth quarter fifth, whatever i i was the super senior okay yes the super senior shut it um but i'm just saying there's gonna be this whole thing about drugs oh and then there's gonna be parties so your first year at least in santa cruz is that your class starts on thursday and <clears> friday but they move you in around Friday or Saturday of the week before. So you have basically a week in the dorms with nothing to do except to get to know your dorm mates if you're staying on campus. And so there's a lot of beer pong, a lot of parties, and you think like, oh my God, the people I hang out with now is going to go ahead and determine the rest of my life. I need to you know, hear all these stories that your roommates are going to be your best friends. It's like, what if I don't get along with them? I don't know. I had all these thoughts in my mind. And Paloma was so consumed with those thoughts that Paloma never went to a party because she was too busy thinking, like, oh, this is going to make it. You know, like, if I don't do this now, like, I do it. I hate Carly. What's going to happen to me later? Um, but there's going to go ahead and be that. And so I wish I had done a little bit more parties, but my mom went ahead and, like, my mom had an imagination. And, like, honestly, she scared me. It was fear. It wasn't anything else that went ahead and stopped me from doing a lot of the things. And I wish I would have tried at least some of these things. You know, like, keep the goal in mind. Your goal is that you made it to college, you need your degree, mm -hmm. and especially if you're paying fucking loans. Because you know what? That shit ain't gonna pay itself. You need a degree to pay that bitch off. 27 grand up in the hole. Okay. So I'm we should exchange how we're all paying, like, how we're strolling. <laughs> well, see, that's, that's, that's a new episode. Hello, my lips now unemployed. I love Okay, now it's your turn, Lara. Go on to your college. I'm good at, like, like asking questions, but I me travel when it comes to telling my story. But she's really good at it because guess what? She's was, she, I don't know if no, you told me the Gates Millennium Scholarship isn't there anymore. This bitch got it all full-on paid. And she got a <laughs> refund out of her fucking full-on paid shit. I was like, how the fuck you do that? <laughs> yeah, but I was not very smart on uh, I was not very smart about it because I could have been saving that money, but I ended up She spending... achieved it, though, by writing her story. She was really good. Like, I read... Hey, Laura, if you don't mind me... Huh? Laura, if you don't mind me asking, do you have any loans? Yeah, I do. That you have to repay? Because... That was a study abroad one, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I have, like, 7,000 oh, in loans, which is not... Which is a little... It's an... Still a pretty big amount right now because I'm barely I barely started working and that seems a lot to me, but I feel that that can be paid. Like yeah, you don't even need years. a ten year plan. Yeah, you yeah you can do that. Yeah, but I do have loans because they didn't cover summer. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Well, okay, let's jump into it. So this is Laura. Um, I attended 
UCLA here in Los Angeles actually was the one who stayed the who stayed local <laughs> who remained local after. she got accepted to Berkeley too but decided not to go ahead and go to Berkeley <laughs> so I can be with her she chose her over me <laughs> love uh, just kidding that is love <laughs> yeah but yeah so I attended UCLA um, I decided to attend UCLA I also got accepted to UC Berkeley but I felt that UCLA was the right university for me so I ended up attending UCLA um, actually I did get a full rights scholarship through the Gates Millennium Scholarship which I was very fortunate of receiving because they paid for the majority of my school. But despite that, I still struggled in my classes. It was a huge, uh, there were not a lot of Latinos in my science classes, so that was a big culture shock. Because I had questions, but I didn't want to be the one to be, like, you know, it's that... Uh, you know, that Latino student, like, you know, probably didn't have a good education, you know, doubting myself, doubting my knowledge, or, but I was able to navigate the classes, and I think I did okay, my first, oh, no, actually, I did fail chemistry, <laughs> or, I, or I, yeah, chemistry was tough. You got uh, a C in chem, remember you even took it during your summer course. Oh, yeah, so I actually so got a C minus in chem and I retook it and I got a well and I, I didn't get an A but I got a B plus <laughs> which was nice but yeah I got I also got the chance to experience the dorm life so I got to dorm and I was able to get a pretty nice meal package <laughs> that allowed me to um, go and enjoy meals whenever my heart desired <laughs> I had friends, but they were not very outgoing, like they were very like into their studies. Like I was actually not able to do that whole party life. Um which I don't know, I don't really regret now, actually, because I'm a pretty reserved person, per se. I don't know. I don't regret it. I do. I would, because, like, okay, your freshman year, if you're going to fuck up, you're going to fuck it up a little bit on your freshman year. Because even when you write your application, like, what is it, for, um, let's say you want to do grad school, and it's like, oh, you didn't do as strongly your freshman year. You could be like, yeah, so it was a new experience for me, you know, going out of my comfort zone, going to have a different, like, academic, you know, life and shit like that. You could blame it on the academics instead of, like, girl, I was busy vomiting my guts out at 3 o'clock in the morning, and I didn't have time to go to that class, you know? Like, you can just say, if it was something different. But if you were going to fuck up, you can always just make an excuse your freshman year, basically. We also don't want to fuck up and put yourself in a position where you're on probation and, like, oh, yeah, you can get kicked out. The school then gets questionable. Yeah. Actually, I, I was placed on probation, though. Like, I think it was my third year into college. I So I changed my major multiple times I went in as a biochem major but then I was like nah I don't want I don't like I don't really see myself taking a bunch of chemistry classes so I switched up to neuroscience and I stick to that major for the three years in college but I found it hard once I got into the upper division classes and I actually ended up with 
a D. But yeah. <laughs> but I I did neuro and then I it was it was not for me. So I decided to do bio, which was pretty cool because I got to take evolutionary medicine classes, which is is really cool. Like if you get the chance to take an evolutionary uh, medicine course, then you're gonna be pretty grateful for it. Why did you pursue science? I decided to pursue science because I'm very competitive. I would say I like to. I don't know, like I like to overcome challenges and I saw that there was She likes saying suck it. <laughs> yeah, I like saying suck it. So like I saw that there was a, there was not many Latinas in science there was not many Latinas who had a bachelor's in science, so I decided to say, Hey, you know, I can do it in regards lifestyle to lifestyle and social life. <laughs> in regards to my lifestyle health choices in college um like UCLA is a very bougie school per se like they have amazing food and they have like this dining thing that is on until like 3 (laughs) a.m and so I ate a lot Unlike Paloma, I took my butt into the gym. They had classes available, okay? They had Zumba classes or something like that available at my school. <laughs> Maybe I would have done it more. But no, they didn't. You had to go ahead and sign up and shit, like, in, like, the student portal and stuff to take those. And you had to pay for them and stuff. And I was like, that's not so much effort. At my school, it was required. Yeah, no. I was like, no. And then, okay, so I'll also tell you this. My campus was very hilly. There was nature and shit like that. Okay, so going to class, or walking to class was a workout. Mm-hmm. Go on. I, I got a, I bought actually a quarterly pass from the gym over there at UCLA, and I was able to take various um, classes that they had, exercising classes. So I took Zumba, I actually took hula hoop uh, exercising classes, which was pretty fun. I'm not a very active person I don't really enjoy running <laughs> I'm pretty bad at it but yeah now that I'm a mom I think it's even harder to find the time to actually go run I'm gonna tell you this so when we went to go ahead and visit Laura up in UCLA we in East LA so you think like okay that shit should take like maybe what 30 minutes or something like that our bitch asses did not have a car we did not have a license and we did not have a family member wanting to take us so we would take the metro the metro takes about two hours two and a half hours to get to UCLA, right? Yeah. Yeah, two, two, two and a half hours, whatever. Um, so that was an adventure in itself. So that means we had to have four or five hours just for traveling over there, okay? <laughs> yeah, and for those people who are taking science classes, I feel what's important is to start from the very beginning. Don't don't say, hey, you know, I'm going to wait to the last minute. I got this. I'm going to memorize everything. I got this. Because that's not always going to happen. <laughs> well, that usually never happens. What helped a lot is just doing some beautiful notes. Like, because I found it engaging. Like, I enjoyed doing. I, like, enjoyed doing creating notes. So, I feel that that was a good way, a good study method. And just... I feel that the way you know that you know these uh, the material is if you can teach someone else. So you can go to the library and pretend that there you have an audience and you're the professor, teacher, 
and teach them what you've learned so far. And if you're able to do it without stuttering or without pausing, then you got the material. And I feel that this, that's a really good study tool for all the science classes. And also you should take advantage of tutoring and also asking for help, asking your professors for help. I know that can be intimidating, but you're not the only student that is asking for help. There are many students and that's why they have office hours for you to go. I have one last tip though. It was when you were talking about the whole professor thing and going to your professor. So I don't know how this worked in um, Dickinson or in UCLA, but what I know is that at UC Santa Cruz, the professor, if you want to go ahead and looking into the future of an internship or something mm -hmm. like being a research assistant, talk with your professor more. However, if you're looking for your grade and stuff, you just need to pass this damn class. You talk to the TA because the TA is the one that's grading your paper. The TA is the one that's grading your tests. The TA is the one that will know your own struggles, you know, and stuff like that as they grade. So, if you're looking for your grade, you speak with your TA. Because your TA ain't going to give you no internship, ain't going to give you no research, you know, stuff like that. They can tell you how, because the thing is, as a TA, they're master's students or PhD students doing their own, conducting their own research as they teach us and stuff like that. And so, if you want to know how that works, go with the TA too. But if you want to go ahead and want the other thing, go to the professor. I think that was my more thing, at least in politics. If you want your future, go with the professor. If you just need this class for XYZ, you go ahead and, you know, sweet talk your TA like none other. Also, do rate my professor now that I think about it. So, rate my professor, um, what is it? It's aside from, you know, telling you they're a shitty professor or not, because you can live with that or not. I don't know who you are. But what it tells you is how they grade. Because they tell you, so I took this class, and so it was two tests and an essay, or it was two essays and a test. They go ahead and tell you what you need to do in order to go ahead and what they're going to base your grade on. So, with me, I was better on essays than tests, like, because what the tests were for politics were essays within the class time. I'm bad at that. I'm bad at writing, so I couldn't do a timed test of writing because it takes me a while to think it through and make it coherent on paper. So I was best at essays that I had time to go ahead and do that. So for Rayma Professor, aside from getting the cheese man, knowing if your, what is it, because they have little chili peppers and stuff, tell you if your professor's fine or not. Um, like, I mean, like, <laughs> physically fine, you know. Um, but they also tell you how your, you know, your um, course is going to be graded on. And I thought that was the most useful part of Rayma Professor. Because I wanted to know, did I have to write an essay? And was I going to have time to write that essay? Or was it a project? Well, how, what, what did I need to get my grade? That's what I cared about. So try my rate my professor, you know, to know how you're going to be graded. Because that's important, you know. In order to win the game, you need to know the rules of the game. A quick note. We love our bodies and do not mean to offend anyone. We do not support any sort of body shaming. Thank you for listening and we will see you soon. Please share with your friends. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Unsealed Lips.